0: Everyone and welcome to Come For Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley, food writer, cook, and serial dinner party host. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life, and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe. And if you enjoy it, Rate it, review it, share it, and tell your friends, as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Come For Supper. For this week's episode, we have a brilliant guest. Dubbed Britain's most influential hotelier, he has worked in hospitality for over 40 years. He has a wealth of successful hotels under his belt, most currently known for the much-loved Pig Hotels. And he's soon to be an author with his debut cookbook, Tales and Recipes from the Kitchen Garden, out this August, I believe. Is that right? I
1: think you might see a copy in July. (laughs) In July.
0: Okay. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Robin Hudson.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Thank you for being here. How are you?
1: Uh, Yeah, good. A little running around London. And so this is my uh, last stop of the day. So good to see you.
0: Where have you come from? You've had a very busy day, you said.
1: Uh, Yes, I had a charity. uh, Actually, I was at... um, the Mark Knopfler gig at the O2 last night, which was that's really, very cool, really amazing, uh, and uh, and then I had a charity meeting this morning for Action Against Hunger, uh, which, which is, you're also
0: a chairman of, aren't aren't you? On yeah, Ford.
1: we uh, we started a an event for them about 12 years ago, and uh, so I, I kind of. uh yeah, I guess I'm in charge of cajoling and begging and borrowing for for, for, for that event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a meeting about that this morning, and uh, weirdly, I did another interview just just a few few minutes ago. So so um, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, all all, uh, all yours now.
0: All interview interview day. Interview day. And you've also just opened a uh, a new pig, <clears throat> haven't you?
1: Yep the um, the the latest pig uh, is uh, is in Kent. It's called The Pig at Bridge Place, Um, and we opened, uh, what, uh, a month ago, actually, and uh, I have to say, uh, so far, so good. Good, I was going to say, because there's
0: normally a couple of teething problems, or kind of plumbing (laughs) issues, or something. Well,
1: there's always some of that. Or a door that doesn't
0: close,
1: or something. Well, there's there's a long list of those things, believe me, and they go on for some time, but But um, uh, yeah, nothing too catastrophic. um, Touchwood. Touchwood. This uh, is
0: the sixth one, is that right?
1: Sixth pig. Yes. Sixth pig. uh, Yeah. uh, In reality, five and a half. uh, One of them is a is a kind of B and B pig in in Southampton. So it's not got the full kitchen garden and all that. A piglet. Yeah, a piglet. Maybe a piglet. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, how did you find your way into kind of hospitality?
1: My mother came up with the brilliant idea that because I liked mucking around in the kitchen with her that I might like to have a look at uh, catering and hospitality. Ended up at uh, technical college um, and, and, and uh, realised I quite liked it. And uh, two years later found myself as a management trainee with the Savoy company in London and uh, my first job was a commie waiter at Claridge's.
0: Nice nice well, repertoire already
1: well it wasn't it wasn't I wouldn't nice is not how I absolutely remember <laughs> it to be fair um six days a week split, yeah it's grueling. split or triple shifts running around with a heavy tray and uh not being paid very much for it it was it was pretty it was uh it was a baptism of fire I think
0: but you were quite young when you had I mean a kind of position <clears throat> of authority you were 23 I think correct me if I'm wrong when you were floor manager or at the Savoy.
1: I was a reception manager at the Barclay Hotel okay. at the age of 23, which was, um, I mean, it was an amazing job really for a, for a, a kind of kid from South East London um, to suddenly be propelled into this amazing world where every other person walking through the door was a film star or mm-hmm. a head of state or somebody super famous. I had you know Dustin Hoffman on speed dial and Dina Ross waiting at the desk. You know it was kind of pretty cool. cool, Ross, wow!
0: (laughs) I bet you saw some really interesting things doing that.
1: Yeah, no, really. I mean, yeah, uh, everyone from uh, Princess Diana to the Queen Mother to you know, I mean, they 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 all came there. It was a it was a really great hotel. It was in its um, uh, in in a particularly good period in its history and. kind of anyone and everyone uh, came there it was it was great fun
0: And then I really hope I get this one right You were <laughs> 28 when you became general manager at Tutin Glen
1: Sounds about right Yes brilliant <laughs> got it right
0: And you you spent quite a long time there you were there for 8 8 years
1: Yeah Um I mean I I didn't expect to be a general manager of such a famous hotel quite so young Um but uh, the owners uh, Martin Scan he 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 for some reason, uh, took a punt on me, and um, uh, yeah, so so I uh, I wasn't really particularly well prepared, I don't think, for that for that for that job. Although, I had by that stage sort of done various positions in in, in different hotels.
0: Did you feel out of your depth? I mean, twenty eight um, is young.
1: I was definitely, um, if not out of my depth, I was you know kind of just about on the surface, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, Anyway, it kind of went okay, um, and it was a exciting period. Lots happening. We did some uh, sort of pretty major projects. Uh, tried to um, tried to bring the hotel into uh, into the twenty uh, first century. Actually, twentieth century then wasn't it? Twentieth century. <laughs> 20th century. Um, and um, uh, yeah, and, and and I really I, I really loved it, and uh, it was a period when. There was terrible recession uh, at that time. And so I, I really sort of learnt a lot and cut my teeth uh, well there. So after eight years, I had to make the decision, really, uh, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, working with somebody else, or should I try and do my own thing?
0: Which you did with the amazing Gerard Bassett, who I know that we lost earlier this year.
1: Yeah, very sadly, um, uh, Gerard is no longer uh, with us. Um, uh, he... Um, he was a an extraordinary individual. Um, I have rarely met anyone in any walk of life so so determined to 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 uh, to reach his goal. And his goal was was about uh, absolutely, uh, literally mastering mastering uh, wine as a subject and, and as a competitive sport. Really, I mean, he he became the world uh, champion sommelier. Um, uh, and also a master of wine which is like a kind of triple degree um it's like it's, being like a black belt in judo e- exactly um but uh, uh, extraordinary and he's the only person to actually hold those two two awards but um i'm afraid the big C got him earlier this year
0: so you set up hotel tivan together
1: yes we did so uh, he was um he was our sommelier uh, at uh, at glen I had recruited him in the first place Uh, And a love of wine kind of uh, bonded us together. Um, And I had, once I'd decided that uh, the time was right for me to uh, perhaps try something uh, on my own, um, I said to Gerard, um, how about joining me? Um, And um, that was in 93. In 94, we opened the first Hotel de Van in Winchester.
0: Uh Mm-hmm. How many how, I know that you don't have them anymore
1: mm-hmm. so you
0: had a kind of successful sale of them, but how many how many are there now?
1: um we We sold with uh, with seven. We did seven in exactly ten years so um, wow. which was That's
0: a, quite impressive
1: which is a a, a reasonable run rate I, yeah. I think. Um, so uh, and, and 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 they were uh, at the time there weren't really any uh, any other boutique hotels. Certainly not in the provinces, and very little even in London. Uh, So we were right at the sort of vanguard of that of that movement. Um, We sold, as I say, after ten years. um, uh, You know, we we received the offer. We uh, we didn't understand. So you um, hadn't
0: been thinking of selling. It wasn't something you sort of like hatched a plan to do. It
1: was kind of always. It was always in the back of our mind. Yeah. Uh, We didn't quite think it was going to happen as early as that. But uh, it, was, um, it was a great offer. It felt like the time was right by the time uh, uh, that actually happened. And we'd taken uh, those hotels and that brand to, to, to a certain level. Um, so, yeah, we decided to sell. I mean, I, I don't really see myself as someone that can run a massive, massive business. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, the, I like the, the smaller enterprise. And when I say smaller you know still several hundred yeah. people and, and and so on but but not some sort of uh, enterprise at, yeah that's global domination i think now uh, i don't know how many hotel divans there are now but uh, i think 20 something or, or, yeah. or whatever that, that they're um all over the all over the country uh, but yeah we we sold in 2004 so nothing to do with me anymore <laughs>
0: are an incredibly busy man and you've had just come from an incredibly busy day do you ever have time to entertain do you like to entertain um
1: i love to entertain um and um we you know i I suppose this industry um it brings you into contact with lots and lots of people and so we have a, a very wide um circle of friends uh and most of whom are Uh, involved in food wine or some very old friends that that, that enjoy it (laughs) and uh, so yeah uh, although we don't get masses of time for home entertaining just at the moment uh, we we do like to do it yeah
0: what's a bit of a signature move then so what what do we get when we come for supper at your house
1: Um,
0: who's cooking are you cooking
1: well we um, Rather stupidly, Judy and I uh, share the kitchen on these occasions, which is absolutely not yep. a good so Judy, idea.
0: Judy, so Judy is your wife, who you work closely with, yeah. already. Um, she she does the in the kind of like interiors of all the hotels. Absolutely.
1: As well. So she's uh, from back from Hotel de Vandes, and, yeah. and certainly through through all of the pigs, she um, she looks after the interiors. In fact, we we work on them together. Really, yeah. it's it's very much part of our life. You know, we we never. Go off on holiday somewhere where we're not
0: thinking about it.
1: Foraging in, in some junk shop or, or yeah. whatever. Um so it, it yes, it's very much
0: um Dual a, a effort lifestyle. Yeah. Or recipe for disaster sometimes in the kitchen. Well but recipe for a
1: bit of a disaster <laughs> in the kitchen because um although I'm not a trained chef, yeah, um I've spent my life with uh amazing chefs. And so I kind of know how things work and um uh and Judy comes at it from a completely different angle. So I suppose it's a bit of a bit of a cliché, isn't it, that, that I never use a recipe book and, and just sort of open the fridge and... Wing it. Wing it. And uh, she will follow a recipe t- religiously to, okay. to, to the last grain of salt. Yeah. So that's kind of frustrating for both of us, I think, because I will, even if I'm vaguely following a recipe, I'll want to freestyle it in yeah. the middle and you know then that's when the arguments start really, I'm a so. big freestyler I have to say yeah. <laughs> so what's
0: kind of what's kind of like a classic kind of dinner potty dish that you guys will cook together all separately
1: um well we so how we how we resolve this um this potential uh, uh, disaster <laughs> in the kitchen is that we tend to cook different courses so okay don't that makes like, that, you know,
0: that I mean that's that's good that's
1: that's so that kind of diplomatic uh, that's, yeah that's uh, just about works um, but simpler the better really uh, yeah. massive believer in, in just keeping it super simple so um, I love um, uh, uh, for instance I love Sabrina Gaier's uh, approach to cooking Yeah, uh, and she's fantastic actually yeah, uh, that book of hers Persiano is one of my favourite cookbooks it's,
0: yeah it's amazing
1: and for instance she does a, uh, a um, shoulder of lamb in there that basically you smother it with every spice imaginable uh, and stick it in the oven for 4 hours and then uh, pull it out and serve it with some with a, a bag of salad you know i mean so if it was a midweek or a, uh, you know without um too much uh, effort you might get something like that nice. except i don't follow the recipe of course and i just smother it with any with else. all the spices but to be fair to to uh, to that approach uh, sabrina says right at the beginning of that book don't worry if you haven't got anything. Use something else. So I feel kind of vindicated in that yeah. in that approach with, with that. Uh, so might do something like that. But otherwise, uh, I love to cook outside. Uh, so um, my good buddy uh, Mark Hicks and I uh, are always cooking on the riverbank. So there's usually a, a slab of, of uh, beef involved um, and uh, and, uh, and and other bits and pieces that he he uh, he forages from the uh, from the fridges. Uh, of the restaurants, I think. So, <laughs> okay. so um, but no, we. Um, I love cooking over wood. Yeah,
0: nice. I love. I think I love the simplicity of kind of open air cooking, and actually, I visited just one of the pigs, the one in the New Forest, and I. The thing I found most exciting was the fact that the menu is very much dictated by the kitchen garden, or I even met head forager when I was there. Yeah, I had a little tour of the kitchen garden, um, which I think is really lovely because you're sort of driven by the seasons and the seasonality. Um, And I know, I think I'm right. I know that when you, if you can't get it from the kitchen garden, if the kitchen, the kitchen can't get it, then you source everything from a very close sort of radius to... The, the hotels
1: absolutely that's that's become the sort of strap line of, of of the pig really if we can't grow it we try to source from within 25 miles actually when we opened i tried to source everything within 15 miles but that didn't work yeah, at all yeah it can be so quite
0: difficult it was quite
1: tricky um fish is sometimes a bit of a so we the, the pig near bath for instance is pretty much landlocked and it's pretty difficult to to get any form of fish other than some uh, some lake trout but uh uh, aside from that we try really hard to uh, to source uh, with minimum of uh, food miles yeah so so that's that that's you know that's absolutely right at the center of what we do at the peak which
0: you've been doing for a really long time although it's probably <coughs> something that in the moment I'm sure is getting picked up on more and more with the sustainability being a kind of 2019 buzzword
1: yeah absolutely and, and uh, you know I uh, I don't know whether to be irritated or flattered that there's a lot of lot of uh, hotels and restaurants uh, imitating, n- doing something similar. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I mean, uh, you know, nothing's original in this world. So we yeah, we...
0: and I always think it's flattering, isn't it? When people imitate, <laughs> it means that they admire you or kind of aspire something that you're doing. So sustainability is the buzzword of the year. And we're seeing a huge shift towards plant based eating or people like, being plant curious is sort of like a kind of term I quite like to use are you seeing more in your kind of guests and maybe even in your chefs in terms of what they're trying to cook and what they're trying to put to the kind of forefront
1: absolutely I uh, you know and in the time I've been in the business um you know 20 years ago if you if you had a booking for a dinner party of I don't know 20 people uh you might have one vegetarian in that in that uh, in that group of 20. Now if you can get away with less than half a dozen different dietary requests for that 20 then you, you've you've done well really.
0: Yeah. Dietary so, requests can be a bit of a bugger I think.
1: <laughs> they certainly can be challenging and obviously some of them have serious consequences as well so, so um, and I, you know I don't understand the science of why that that's so prevalent uh, uh, now but it's certainly uh, it's certainly it, it's real. Um, as far as the plant-based side of life, I mean, I think, you know, everyone it, it recognizes that we probably eat uh, too much too much red meat. As people realize, it's you know, it's probably not good for us, and it's not good for the planet. So, um, so the general trend towards plant-based uh, food is absolutely here to stay, and uh, we're definitely seeing it. And and it sort of plays to our strengths, I suppose, with the with the with kitchen the garden. garden in fact we have a section on the menu that's called mostly picked this morning and we try to hero the veg so you know so for instance um yesterday i was at the big bridge place in kent the new one and they've got uh just smoked heritage carrots on as a as a um Yum, so, so, delicious. That, so that so that so our own heritage carrots smoked in our own smoker and uh, literally uh unordained that's that's what you get but yeah. It, it's um, yeah
0: everything's still got you know you'd have the kind of like tails of radishes and little green bits of carrots and kind of vegetables how they should be um, i like
1: i like a veg to look like like a vegetable what it, what it starts yeah. you know i think the, the day of of um uh, of, of turning everything into mousses and uh, uh, and Foams. so on yeah, yeah. Is, is is uh is over in my book some people do it very successfully and and uh, but uh, in my book i like a a vegetable to look like a vegetable, right? Really.
0: So, what would you cook if you had to cook a kind of plant-based <coughs> dinner party? Because you obviously can't do the lamb here. So, what, what, you know, what, what would you kind of pull out?
1: Uh, well, I think that uh, the starter side of of, of life is, is is easy, isn't it? So, uh, and particularly in the summer, it's even easier. Mm. So, it would one of my favourite things in the world is uh, tomato and purple basil salad. They yeah, are
0: so delicious. But...
1: I like to make it well in advance. Put the vinaigrette on uh, quite early, and so that it starts to break down. the so it ends up half soup, like half acidity, salad. Really, yeah. you know. So so that that thing. Uh, so that would probably be my starter. Yes. My youngest son is, um, is is vegan, and so you know we so we're we're well used to uh, yeah, pulling a, pulling a vegan main course out, yeah. of the, uh, you know, out of the... Does he
0: cook as well? Does he like to cook?
1: Uh, he does, actually. He's, he's quite a good cook. He, he lives in America at the moment, but um, he... Um, uh, so we don't see him quite as much as, as, uh, as, we, as in the past. But he... Um, but I've been... Uh, when he was back uh, at Christmas time, I was cooking um, kind of whole uh, cauliflower steaks. So literally just take a slice through the middle of a cauliflower and sprinkle it with something
0: spices all the spices, spices in the cupboard I do this every yeah. single spice
1: bit of butter a few nuts yeah. whatever and, and pop that in the oven and uh, so that's uh, it's kind of like a steak for, for, for non-meat eaters yeah celeriac works well in the same way mm-hmm. so I'd probably you know get involved in something like that nice I love um, I love I uh, love to have dried mushrooms around as well, because yeah. you can always do something with those. Yeah, so. that's
0: true, and you can make a stock with dried mushrooms as exactly. well, so you yeah. never have to buy the stock. Mushroom risotto—it's a winner. Always a winner. What about muck-ups? Because we all have them, and normally I keep these limited to kind of in the kitchen. But for you, we can talk about kind of career. Any time where something went like catastrophically wrong, but you know, you pulled it together.
1: Um, or maybe not pulled it. Together. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um. Uh, there's always a there's always a few you know've we've, we've obviously converted quite a lot of old buildings so there's always a few uh, catastrophes and elephant traps along the way there um, on one particular occasion i, I do recall we um, we opened the hotel de vin in Birmingham which was the old eye hospital in the old old part of the city amazing building actually it was the biggest project biggest number or largest number of rooms we've ever we'd ever done 66 bedrooms quite a quite a big big lump of a Victorian building anyway we um, you can imagine the the distribution of, of water both hot and cold water through the building is you know takes some doing so that you know the uh, the pipes going through the building are are you know are, can be up to sort of 4 or 5 inches uh, in diameter and on the, on the the day before opening, literally the, the night before the opening party and 450 of our closest friends coming, one of these things burst in the corner of the building, uh, under which were all our best suites, oh you know, no. so all of our kind of VIPs, as it were, for the party, <laughs> who were allocated those rooms. I mean, they weren't there at the time, because it was the day before we opened. Uh, but we completely wrecked that corner of, uh, of the room, so, you know, had to change all the furniture and carpets and so that was pretty
0: bit of a nightmare
1: yeah it's a bit of a low low point um, and then we had another infamous um uh, uh episode at we, we run a, a a ski hotel in 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 the Alps called portetta and uh, it had a very boring terrace overlooking the overlooking the slopes we inherited just this flat piece of terrace um so we decided we'd liven this up with with uh, uh, a wood-fired oven out there and a bar and you know kind of do shots at yeah, all of this shots and all that. So uh, and we called this thing Fire and Ice. And um, so uh, you know we we built it pre pre-season and the week before Christmas uh, we opened up and um, on I think we'd had a few days of of, of guests in the in the in the house. And of course in the middle of the night on christmas eve i get the call that this thing has caught fire oh
0: crap
1: <laughs> um I mean, it was on the terrace fortunately so uh, it wasn't within the hotel mm-hmm. and it could have been a whole lot worse and actually it's a wooden clad building as many of those yeah. alpine hotels are but uh, anyway the whole thing went up so i mean it was quite ironic the name obviously fire and ice yeah. you know so i mean it sh- certainly was fire and ice mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, on God. that but we destroyed, you know, kind of six months All of, of it. work. putting. I mean, it was quite a big enterprise as well that yeah. we put together. So. so that wasn't a great one either. That wasn't yeah.
0: great. But, I mean, you've had many successes as well along <laughs> the way.
1: <laughs> Ready to pop the question? Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
0: You've also, I mean, undoubtedly, you must have eaten very well um, at either the hotels. Are you I'm looking at sure, my stomach? Or, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just thinking of kind of the list of places that you've worked, and obviously, you know, where places you own or have owned. Has there been a most memorable dining experience, or better yet, even a dinner party that you kind of can think of? <clears throat>
1: Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to, um, to eat some amazing food in some amazing places all over the world and, and, uh, which has been a real privilege. Um, and of course it's, it's, it's such an interest anyway that, you know, anywhere we go, we try to, we try to find, you know, something interesting. But, um, the, first and foremost, I suppose, you know, I, as I mentioned before, you know, we, we, uh. Uh, I fish on the river riverbank with, with with Mark, and so we always uh, we always barbecue something, and it's kind of just it's 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 the antithesis of of everything we do in the restaurants because we just sit there like a couple of old codgers, and we have a glass of red wine, and we just you know we're we're poking this barbecue, and and we sit there and we have steak and and salad, and and you know put the world to right. I mean that's that's quite a kind of special special thing to do. Um but there is, there is a, a kind of defining moment really, in my eating career uh, was it um, uh, was many, many years ago when when our two boys were, were young, we would go on camping holidays in France and, and so on. and some friends of ours parents owned a mini chateau, really, um, in, uh, in uh, the Luberon. And they invited us for for invited us over actually we weren't even expecting to have lunch, but they invited us over for a glass of wine or something um, We went there and this you know quite elderly um, couple uh no English at all you know just and very French in every aspect <laughs> uh, they immediately invited us for for lunch so we sat on the terrace and and I remember the the lunch to this day um, we had uh, we had a duck egg truffle omelette with the yeah. with the the eggs from the the farm uh, from their farm and the truffles from from the woods. We had a tomato salad that literally they picked the tomatoes as we were sitting there and made the tomato salad with no seasoning no salt only uh, only pepper um, and we had the most delicious roast potatoes that you can. Ever wish, and I've been trying to create these potatoes. In fact, they they are in just to give the book a, a plug. A they are. Vlog.
0: They're in the book.
1: They are in the book, but I World's
0: still best roast potatoes. Well, in no, the
1: they're book. not. They're not really. They're they're a weird thing. They they're kind of slow. They're waxy potatoes that are yeah, slow love roast. Yeah, a waxy potato. In in lashings of butter. So parboiled they, first, or
0: par-boiled. just parboiled. 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 Skins on.
1: Uh, skins on or off. That it, it can work either way, but the but the they. Because they're slow roast, the, the potatoes absorb this butter and they kind of caramelize. And so you end up with little chewy nuggets oh of buttery potato. Mm. And they've got a load of herbs and bits of garlic and all that sort of thing. And anyway, as I say, I've been trying for something like 30 years to, <laughs> to recreate it. And, and sad, sadly, Madame Rogier, who, who, who cooked them for us, is no longer with us, so we can't exactly ask her. But uh, anyway, I've had a go at it in the in the in the pig book, and so uh, so that that particular lunch, sitting on the terrace in the Luberon with with truffle omelette, tomato salad, and her roast potatoes, you know, definitely uh, did it for me.
0: Bliss, yeah. So, I mean, that would definitely do it for me. And what about going out? Do you have any places? I mean, <clears throat> especially in London, do you have any kind of restaurants that you love, or places that you could go anywhere for dinner? If you couldn't cook at home, where would
1: you go? Oh, uh, I mean, too many. We're spot for choice, aren't we? In yeah, London. we really um,
0: are.
1: Um, I mean, just at the moment, I really love uh, Nevers' restaurant, um, uh, Sabor, um, mm-hmm. uh, just not far from from here, uh, off Regent Street. Her suckling pig is just to die for. Um, I love that restaurant in Shoreditch, Brat, which yes. is um, you know got about- a Mission
0: and Star Brat.
1: Uh, have they? Yeah, yeah. Which I, is I like, you know, know it's quite yeah.
0: rogue for Michelin. Michelin. Yeah, no. They, so exciting they, times. They've gone feral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've got a good tomato salad, actually. Speaking <laughs> of tomato salads.
1: And uh, uh, brat, I think, means turbot, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and so they, they, you know, they char the turbot, uh, which is just just fantastic. Probably my favorite fish, by the way. Turbot.
0: Yeah, okay. Good to know. notice um uh, i send you one in the post.
1: Yeah, I... Uh, I was at Steins uh, in Padstow at the weekend, cool. and, and uh, we have a house in Cornwall. And uh, I've probably eaten in that restaurant uh, more times than any other, uh, what I'd term as a, a great restaurant. Um, and if I've eaten there fifty times, I swear forty-five times I've had just the turbot hollandaise. <laughs> you know, that's that's oh, it. So, so good. I love Angela Angela's pasta as well. Yeah, uh, I just, you
0: work with Angela, didn't yeah, you? We, um, no, um, we do now. Yeah. You still do?
1: Once you've eaten Angela's pasta, it completely wrecks eating pasta ever again, really, mm-hmm. because nothing quite measures up to it.
0: <laughs> I think it's the same with fresh pasta as well. You just can't go back to that kind of nine-minute cook, no, no, quick-cook no. spaghetti Those days are over. Yeah. Well, there's, there is a time and a place for that, for there that is, kind of like there
1: is, there is the, spaghetti pesto like thing. A, it's like a greasy kebab sometimes <laughs> you need one of those.
0: So what's in store for you for 2019?
1: book, um, uh, book we've got to um, we've got to launch that we've, We seem to have um, signed up to selling uh, quite a lot of copies of that so that's great. Uh, so that's good. Uh, we have our festivals so we have um, uh, we have three music festivals this year um, at, at two two at uh, two of the pigs and one at Limewood um and we've we've uh, we've got some great bands this year so we've got the Kaiser Chiefs down at uh, Bath and we've got cool. the Whalers at Limewood and the Vaccines at the at the, uh, anyway some great bands and You uh, didn't
0: get Mark Knopfler, though
1: No we didn't get Mark next Martin year <laughs> He actually lives very close to us uh, in the New Forest so That's uh, cool. yeah yeah it would be uh, that would be a bit of a dream, but uh, I can't imagine him playing for a couple of thousand people. I can new imagine Forest. him doing that. <laughs> I'll have to ask him.
0: <laughs> so busy, busy summer.
1: Busy summer, and we're also working on uh, the new pig uh, in Cornwall. So. Um,
0: oh, I didn't know you were having one in Cornwall. Yes. Where in Cornwall?
1: We've, uh, we've bought an amazing house and got planning permission now, um, close to Padstow, mm-hmm. uh, at a place called Harlem Bay. And we've bought something called Harlan House, which is a moody old stone building, Um, I think Wolf Hall, that kind of, uh, you know, kind of vibe. Um, And uh, yeah, we've we've just started on site this last couple of weeks. That's so exciting.
0: Do you still get excited about like having, you know, starting from scratch, having a brand new project? Yeah,
1: I, you know, I love the projects. Yeah. I mean, I really do love the projects. Uh, You know, we, we often say about this business, you know, it's uh, that bit, bit is the fun. It's uh, uh, it, it, hospitality with without without staff and guests would be dead easy. <laughs> yeah, but then it would just be a big trendy trendy kind of room, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: So we're coming to the end. Last kind of three questions, three things you would advise always to have in the cupboard to throw together a quick dinner party dish.
1: Well, I think I think I would always have in the cupboard. I, I mentioned uh, before the uh, the dried mushrooms. I think they're yeah. real because I think you can do loads and loads of things uh with those so you can you know they can end up as a source for something they can end up you know in in a risotto in a omelet they can you know you can put them on toast you can do all sorts of things with those so i think that's that's a real uh winner well,
0: the second person to have said dried mushrooms. So oh really yeah. okay mark also said that
1: oh uh, did he mm-hmm. oh yeah. he's been reading my definitely notes definitely Spent too much time he's together been <laughs> <reading my notes. laughs> or i've been reading isn't it? <laughs> um i think you know it's great to have eggs uh yeah. because you know you can do, you can do a lot with mm-hmm. with eggs and and often the uh you know the tuesday evening where we haven't got anything for supper then you know you empty the uh, the veg uh, drawer and you know make some sort of spanish omelet yeah. out of it and you know kind of that's a, that's quite a result My classic
0: yeah. thing actually is like mm-hmm. an omelet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I think um I think eggs uh, are a must and probably cheese actually some sort of cheese. Yeah. You know, so... Good uh, finisher as well. I mean, you know, you can liven up anything with, with, you know, with a a bit of a grating of cheese on the top. Yeah, good bit of parmesan. Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: What about party tricks? Have you got a party trick? You can't cook for this one, unfortunately.
1: Party trick? Yeah. Um,
0: If your life depended on it, are you going to sing or do a handstand?
1: uh, No, we we live in a a, a Georgian house and our... um, uh, our dining table is uh, is is in the cellar, in fact. So, um, and I collect a bit of wine, and so that, you know the, the the dining the table is down there in the cellar. And um, it's it's a large refectory table, and um, the dinner party game is to guess how it got down there, because it clearly didn't go down the stairs. You know, it's, it that that wouldn't have have worked. And so uh, we usually get the, the, the our, our friends and guests to guess how it how it got down there.
0: How did it get down there? Well, or am I not going to know?
1: Uh, maybe maybe I'll tell you. I have to come for supper. Come for supper.
0: And if you could have three people to your ultimate dinner party table, who would they be? Alive or dead? Disney characters, fictional people allowed to. Who would you have, and why?
1: Now you realise this question kept me awake last. I night. I know,
0: I know. I am really sorry about that. So
1: I, I'm I, glad you've
0: been thinking about it. I, I read the
1: well. notes uh, last night, far too late, and uh, and then spent half the night worrying about who they'd be, whether I had I had a gender balance in in. The, yeah, in, you've in, got to
0: think about all these things. All now. these things. And whether they'd be vegan. Uh, exactly,
1: you know. and then the other half of the night trying to remember the name of someone. So, <laughs> so. Um, uh, my three guests, and i'm not sure they'd really go together particularly well but um i think number 1 um would be neil armstrong um first man to walk on the moon 50 years ago and you know to this day you know how many how many significant or symbolic perhaps symbolic feats have there been that kind of rival that um and so and i think it's you know it's just just an amazing story and uh, you know i'm i'm a bit of a sucker for the whole americana mm-hmm. uh thing and and uh, so yeah neil armstrong would be um would 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 definitely be there he'd he'd have a few stories to tell i think um actually I'm, i've gone a bit american i think really with with with, 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 right. with this um um i'd have to have steve mcqueen there yeah um uh, I ride a motorbike, um, and uh, you know, I just, I just wish I could look as cool as Steve McQueen looked on on a motorbike, or, or just looked. <laughs> 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 that would be enough. But you know, a true, true, you know, Hollywood movie star. You know, was his own man. And, icon. Uh, icon. Bit of a bloke's bloke. Maybe he's a a, a, a lady's bloke as well. But <laughs> but um, but anyway, he's a bit of a bloke's bloke. But you know, he's he would he would be good to be there um and then i got worried about the gender balance thing yeah so so um and i got slightly stuck but um uh it would either be um billy holiday
0: nice yeah
1: because i think you know it's a it's an incredible Amazing, story yeah. you know a real sort of you know rags to riches and back again and in jail yeah, and
0: heartbreaking and yeah well. you know
1: uh, i mean i mean she'd she'd have a few tales to yeah, tell definitely um but then i've kind of got a bit of a soft spot for penelope cruise
0: <laughs> gosh that's brilliant
1: and so you know and and i was thinking actually she might
0: know, be focusing on steve mcqueen there i mean like, well yeah but know, that's
1: always a danger are you sure you want to do that it's always a danger it's always a danger but i i uh I thought maybe you'd allow me four. yeah
0: I, mean, I think we can have especially if we've got two two women in there i think we can have a little bit more of a round yeah table. And, i'm fine i'm uh, happy with that
1: happy with that so yeah. um and um and then there were there were a few others that didn't quite make the grade that would be on the reserve list so okay
0: who were on your reserves so, i've never had reserves this so, is interesting
1: um eric clapton yeah of all of all the uh, uh you know i've been fortunate enough to meet lots of people and I've never met Eric Clapton and, and you know I've been to hundreds of his concerts mm-hmm. and I was I, I saw a concert of his last week in fact and, and he's just you know he's he he's still absolutely got, got it. it and he's a fly fisherman so we could have a bit of a chat about go fishing, fishing as, well, as well maybe so um, yeah so that's um,
0: maybe he me. can come for lunch
1: he could come for lunch yeah anyone
0: else on the reserves
1: um, Oh, there's lots of people on the reserve. Lots but, of people, and and of course, I'd have Judy, my wife. Yes, and maybe my granddaughter.
0: Okay. Ooh, just one. <laughs> okay. And what would you cut them? You cut them the lamb.
1: Uh no. Oh, yeah, no. I think it it would have to be outside.
0: Yeah, outside.
1: Have to be outside. It would have to be something simple, barbecued, summery. And, Lots of wine flowing yep, and, good. and just uh, everyone sort of did Sounds great. It. Yeah. Sounds
0: brilliant. Very relaxed. Well, thank you so much and thank you for coming on. Um, it was brilliant to chat to you.
1: Not at all. You better come for dinner. <laughs>
0: I definitely will. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you liked it, rate it, review it, talk about it, share it, and invite your friends around for supper. This has been a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.